counselors, approach the bench. I have no further witnesses, Your Honor. Curiosity, I'm allowing this freak show to continue. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. Overruled. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? Welcome to Movie Mistrial. The podcast where we examine the IMDb Top 250 and Aggie 4 or against the movies on that list. My name is Johannes. And I'm Raji. Today, we're talking about yet another film on that list. Fernando Mireles' City of God. City of God was released January 17th, 2003, starring Alexandre Rodriguez, Leandro Fermino, and Elise Braga. Before we chase the chicken through the streets, however, how's it going? It's going well. It's going well. Cannot complain too much. Uh, you know, weather's good. Life's good. Everybody's good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, you know, we're there's a uh, there's a uh, parade, the Black City Parade in Oakland this afternoon, and we're probably just gonna go check that out. Uh, go with the baby and just enjoy some of the the beauty of Oakland. Oh, excellent, excellent. Very good, very good. Um. So yeah, City of God. So, from the mean streets of Oakland to the mean streets of. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I will say, I will say that Oakland is nowhere as mean as Rio de Janeiro, uh, in, in any way or form. Uh, Rio de Janeiro was it, it was it was fascinating to be part of that world. Uh but yes, we're, let's go to the streets of Rio de Janeiro. And I guess we should probably do a small synopsis of this film before we go further. Sounds great. In the poverty-stricken favelas of Rio de Janeiro in the 1970s, two young men choose different paths. Rocket is a budding photographer who documents the increasing drug-related violence of his neighborhood. Jose Ze Pequeño is an ambitious drug dealer who uses Rocket and his photos as a way to increase his fame as a turf war erupts with his rival, Knockout Ned. The film was shot on location in Rio's poorest neighborhoods. Let's flip a coin to see uh, right. who's arguing for or against. Heads or tails? I will go with heads. <laughs> heads. <laughs> yes, I do <laughs> Ah, man, I didn't want to argue against this film. I want to argue for this film. It's fascinating. Two weeks, two two weeks in a row now. I've, I've got in my heads. Uh, they've, they, you know, it's worked well for me. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to be arguing for this film. Okay, yeah, I feel like with the new year, my luck uh, ran out a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right. Um, all right. I guess uh, I'll argue against yet another movie on this list. And the witness will address this court as judge or your honor. Your honor, City of God uh, is essentially the love child of Train Spotting and the Guy Ritchie movie. Um, quick cuts, quick edits, um, highly stylized um, shots. Sprinkled in with very brutal um, depictions of the street gang life in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. 
in the favelas of Rio de Janeiro. And one might think I'm arguing for this movie at this point, but I'm not. <laughs> I think um, telling the story the way it's told here is not super effective. I think doing the whole, um, oh, this is how I got here trope um, for this movie, starting with the end of the movie, essentially, um, is not a great way to tell us and, and to, to get us to through the story, um, to kick us off. Um, mainly because I think it would have a lot more oomph um, if we've, if we'd seen him, if we've, it would have a lot more power if we'd not seen him get into that situation in the end, because then it would really be like, Oh, how how is he going to get out of it? I think by us seeing that in the beginning, it's kind of clear that he gets out of it um, already. So they're they're kind of foreshadowing uh, a good outcome there, in my opinion. Um, I feel like this movie is also trying to be a Tarantino movie. And um, it's not fully achieving that and the reason why i'm saying that is the all the backstories and the whole oh but that's not his story yet that's not their story yet um we'll get to that later and then giving us a backstory of somebody uh feels very Tar- tarantino-esque but i think the execution is um lacking and then i think one of the obvious things is kind of acting uh, i understand that pretty much none of the actors except for one are professional actors, and I think that shows. Um, it's clunky. Like I, I, I think the way it's shot, and the, the the quick cuts, and the quick sweeps, and the, the the shaky cameras, and all that is trying to obfuscate that a little bit. But it's uh, it's kind of clunky. So, um, foundationally, I think this movie has problems. So. That's where I'm at. That's that's where I'm at. So I I I, I totally can appreciate how difficult it is to argue against this <laughs> film. <laughs> so you know we've done it two weeks in a row now, and I I really prayed that I didn't have to argue against this film. This is basically a toss of the coin, but I I, I think this movie is spectacular. Um, so I'm gonna say this movie introduces you into a world very quickly it basically just drops you in into the violence and for a lot of people the first few minutes the first 30 minutes is going to be a case of whether you can stomach it and get to it or not because that first 30 minutes was very hard pill for me to swallow uh you know it opens up with a chicken who is tied and is trying to escape um, and people going around trying to get sh- kids with guns, um, shoot the chicken. Um, and, you know, that was, it, I couldn't believe that that was happening. I couldn't believe that, you know, kids could just walking around with guns, trying to shoot chickens on the street. Where were the adults? Where were the cops? 
um, a few minutes later, we see the cops and you're like, oh, okay, well, this is going to be interesting. And then the movie goes, well, let's give you a backstory. And then it starts to get interesting. Um, you get to meet the character of Lil, you know, the the main bad guy. I forgot his name. Lil Dicky, Lil DKC. Um, and Benny, who is a very interesting character to watch. Uh, and as time goes on, you see the the three the three the three characters, the three friends in the very beginning, as they were stealing gas, um, and you see like the small ripple effects of their actions on the next generation, um, and how their actions affect the kids. Um, and at the very end of the film, we see how the characters, the actions of you know Benny and his crew how it affects the kids uh, of, you know, the future. And you realize it's like a vicious cycle. And like the chicken, they're trapped in it. And if they try to escape, they'll be chased with guns. And you realize that you've been thrown into a world where the vicious cycle of violence keeps you in and you appreciate the character, you know, who becomes a photographer rocket um and how he is able to survive that world i was it was the movie was vicious it was realistic i was enthralled by all the characters that i met from knockout ned to benny um i i i didn't like the film in the first 20 minutes and i at some point i was like why do people like this film but it t- the thing changed. Immediately we saw the scene where uh, the room changed from uh, the sexual predator woman who was selling drugs to kids to a drug house, to a drug pen, and eventually became the main room where Benny and his friend sold drugs on the streets. And, oh, man, this movie blew my mind. I, I It quickly became... One of the best films I've ever watched. Uh, one of the best gangster films I've ever seen. Um, and uh, this is my first time watching this movie. Uh, and I had always put it off. Uh, but thankfully, because of this podcast, I get to watch it. And after watching it, I just couldn't see how I could argue against it. So thank God for heads. Thank God for heads. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the scene that you, that you point out, the... Uh the time-lapse of the flat. Um, I agree that that was great. However, I think it's the way they tell the entrance of little, little Nas X. Uh, I don't know his name. Lil Z. Lil Z. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, three times. It's like, oh, that, that's what I mean with it's, it's a little clunky, right? It's, it has good ideas, but it feels like it's um, not refined. And I guess there's an argument about, well, it's it's telling us a story of the gritty world of the favelas, right? So it's not refined by default. So, but um, I, I think there, there's a weird contrast of very stylized uh, ideas and shots. And we have that with the with the circular camera motion in the beginning that, that we see in the end again, like around uh, Rocket. 
Um, and then we have it with um, the time lapse of the the, the flats. It's like very stylized and and very, and a very interesting point of view. You know, trying to make it a little cooler, I guess, kind of in in quotes, right? Um, but I think the execution or the refinement is not there necessarily. So, so there's that's one thing. And then um, on another level, I was a little confused going and doing the ten year jump. So in the beginning, we see um, houses that are very cookie cutter. Snarky me would say that it looks like a new construction uh, zone in the U.S. <laughs> uh, houses that all look the same um, and small and close together. But, um, you know, we have this very cookie-cutter uh, favela um, area, right? And then 10 years later, all of a sudden, it's this city. And I was like, did we move? Or is this, is this the same neighborhood? Not sure. I think it's the same neighborhood, but I'm not sure, right? So, so if you like explaining the foundational things a little more with these stylized kind of time-lapse things would have helped to kind of un- help us understand um, like they they never went anywhere. They stayed in, in that little area, I suppose, right? I don't know. Um, and that would explain kind of how they were able to hold on to power. Um, so that's, that's one thing. I think... I wonder, I guess. Um, I wonder if you read it that way too. But um, I know we talked Silence of the Lambs um, kind of as a a queer movie to a degree. Um, I kind of got a similar reading here. And I wonder if you got that. Um, Because it, it, you know, uh, I'm... I'm a gay person, so, so I'm, I'm, I may pick up on, on things differently than you. Um, but it felt like Little Z kind of had a thing for um, Benny. Friend, for Benny, yeah. And, I mean, provided the world, you know, they're, they're in, like, that's not something they could act on ever. But I, th- but I wonder if you read it that way as well. Uh, I totally did, actually. That was fascinating to me how attached he was to the to his friend. Um, and I definitely felt that exact way throughout okay. the film, especially Good. when he was blaming the girlfriend for the cause of all of this. He definitely didn't want Benny to leave. There was a level of attachment. And I think that there were some masculinity issues with him. Uh, he's definitely... He felt out of place. And I think, I don't think that even if he felt in place, he would have been anything but a psychopath. But I think that being out of place definitely and not being able to express his sexuality, uh, I at least that's what I, that's what I was reading from the character, created this, an increased sense of frustration uh, for him. Um, and the fact that Benny, who was having a relatively happy life, who everybody loves, um, who was able to express himself, uh, could get away and say, hey, I need to leave, kind of kept him uh, even more frustrated because he felt like he was alone in the world. So I, I definitely got that feeling. Okay, good, good. Um, I'm not alone, yay. Um, you know, so I think... 
that could have been something interesting to see. But then again, the movie is not the point of view of, of that character, right? So we only see it from the point of view of the of Rocket. Um, hmm. It's yeah. definitely hard to to argue against this film. I don't know. I, I, I can definitely feel for you on that perspective. But let me... I, I think you mentioned something about the the very beginning of the film with the orange hue and the cool hue at the very mm-hmm. end. Um, I, I think that it kind of shows like there is a change in, I felt, I mean, this is what I got from the film. Like at the very beginning, the government says, we're going to take all the homeless people and we're going to build houses for them. Um, and in that, in those scenes, despite the fact that it was still violent, there was a sense of hope. Um, and as the movie progressed, even when they were kids and they were at the beach, there was still that orange hue um, because the ki- the kids still felt a sense of hope. Uh, and there was a sense of like, hey, we can still do whatever we can. Uh, in the afternoons, outside of the violence, they were going to the beaches, they were playing on the beaches, they were having fun. But as when they got older and Lil Dice, who became Lil Key, uh, comes and he says, all right, I'm going to take over the stuff tonight. Uh, and that was the introduction of the blue hue and the sense of coldness throughout the town. Um, I could, I could, I, I, I thought that was a, I, it was an interesting switch. Uh, and I noticed it throughout the film, like uh, everything turned from orange to blue uh, and the sense of hope died with Benny because Benny was the person who, gave everybody a sense of connection. And once Benny died, the connection to uh, for a lot of the characters evaporated and the world became cold. Uh, and you could see it in the actions. Nobody wanted to give anybody uh, ground. And you could see from the escalating violence uh, that was occurring. And, you know, it's interesting I would say I'll say that the story of Knockout Ned was a knockout story. How how what does it take to get you from being a nice person to join one of these gangs? Um, and you know, it took a lot, and you could feel Knockout Ned's frustration with the world. Um, he didn't choose any of this; it all affected him. Uh, and he wasn't a good guy at the end, but as somebody who was watching the film, I could understand all the actions he took. But you could see that the consequences of his actions came back to bite him in the end. Because for those actions that he took, for self-defense became the reason why he got killed. And that is the vicious circle in this film and why this movie is genius. Um, because there's no, even the character of, you know, uh, Rocket, there's, uh, I, I saw a lot of people talking about this film saying that he was the moral center of this film. I don't think he's the moral center of this film. I don't think he's good um, but I think that relatively speaking, 
he's the best we could get from the story. Uh, and in that perspective, I can understand how following him, because he basically picked up a gun and he was going to rob someone. He couldn't do it because he thought everybody was cool. Uh, but he had the idea that he was going to do it. Um, it's such a good film. I, I, I think I, I find it hard to think of anything negative to say. I can think of some negative things to say. Um, but this movie was so well put together that I, I feel sad for you, man. (laughs) <laughs> let's see <laughs> let's see what you can say against this film i i the moral center interesting that you bring that up because i think uh rocket was always a bystander right and the the function of a photographer is to stand on the sidelines and document right and that's kind of the framing device of this whole movie um and giving us more context of uh what is being documented um Like, like I said, I think you brought up a good point with the orange and blue. I didn't notice that. Um, I was more talking about the environment, how that changes in 10 years significantly, right? Um, and again, this is coming from living in California where they cannot even build a new train line in 10 years. <laughs> right. So it's just like, how can they build up that, that one neighborhood to high rises and you know more slum like i don't know um di- different different parts of the world uh, are able to move mountains um in a short amount of time uh, i guess my argument there was just um it would have helped for me to get a better understanding of where we are um and that we're effectively in the same neighborhood by showing us you know it is the same neighborhood but it grew um and with that came more more problems. I mean, the, the fascinating thing to me in this movie is that for a good chunk of this movie, everybody has a fairly good time, right? Like, crime is low, money is coming in, like for a gangster movie, right? But then it's just the, the, the greed um, that, that tarnishes everything, which is a motif we've talked about at ends and other, for other movies as well. Um. So yeah, I mean, it it is hard to argue against this. I think. That said, I think. Um. I think it is clear what the influences were on the filmmaker, and like I said, I feel like uh, Tarantino is seems to be big. Um. Some of the the movies that I mentioned uh, seem to be big influences as well, um. But then it kind of veers into the execution of somebody like Guy Ritchie who can do good but can also do very, very bad. And I feel like this movie is constantly kind of, you know, moving back and forth between those two, unfortunately. Um, Because there are a lot of good things about this movie. But um, a lot of the the things that you can critique are um, not realized enough. I think to to be very successful. And again, I think um like if you if you like a specific aesthetic, another movie that, that reminded me of this is uh, Run Lola Run. 
on my top 20, right? I think uh, that has a lot of the the same visual elements, you know, the, the kind of circling around and then split screens and and all that. Um, but Run Lola Run is completely committed to that style and that aesthetic. And I think City of God is not. Like, they, they sprinkled it in here and there a little bit, but um, it's leaving me with either, oh, this is cool, I want more, or this is completely out of place. Why is this here now, right? Because a great chunk of the movie is very raw, very real, very handheld camera shaky. And then you have these very stylized um, shots in there. And I think it's it's good, but not executed well enough for me to, to be coherent in the, the style of it all. So I, I will I will accept I, I, I if I was going to argue against the film that would be one of the things that I would say that you know the style of the film is inconsistent because it changes quite often yeah um, and sometimes the stylized thing can get it can get quite in, it can get quite uh, difficult to stomach especially if you've been exposed to it too long like the shaky cameras and stuff you know it's like let's see what's happening on the screen you know. Um, but I will say that in some scenes where things are very stable, for example, the gun, sh- the shootout at what do you call it, um, knockout Ned's house, it was extremely visceral for me. I found it difficult to watch, but I couldn't also k- take my eyes away from what was happening on the screen. Um, for someone like me who didn't. Uh, I appreciate the violence of the film because I thought it was just uh, violence for the sake of violence. It was fascinating to see my change of perspective watching that scene because everything that happened going up to that scene was extremely violent. And then there was a sense of humor because the guy was like, wait, why didn't I even kill that guy? Uh, And it just seemed out of, it was a very funny scene that bookmarks extremely violent events. Um, and you think it's ma- it's masterful that they're able to capture? Look, Lil, Lil K was, I think, of all the bad guys that I've ever seen in any film, he is the best bad guy ever. Better than the Joker better than I don't think there's any bad guy better than Lil K because what he does is he creates chaos everywhere he goes um it's so unpredictable you don't know what he's gonna do I didn't know what he was gonna go from scene to scene there's a character in the movie that praises him in every single time every single time every time he's like ah you're great you're this you're that um, at some point in the film, they're walking up the staircase and this guy's trying to think and he's still praising him and he just shoots him. And you're like, wow. You know, he he doesn't care. He just does instinctively. Like he goes back into the um, the the hotel at the very beginning as a kid. And because, you know, n- nobody allows him to go there, he just starts to shoot everyone. It's like, and he's laughing while he's doing it. You know, he's chaos and because he's so unpredictable every single scene that he's in is tense um that is 
that is perfect pacing for me. Uh, I wouldn't want to meet him. Uh, I wouldn't want to meet him at all. Um, and, you know, the character of Rocket, you know, he's involved. And every single time he meets Rocket, he doesn't even realize who Rocket is. They grew up together. They grew up in the favela. He knew his brother, you know, all of the stuff. But every single time he met Rocket, it was like, who are you again? Who are you again? It's basically like, oh, wow, you're out of my life. You're out of my sphere. I forget about you. And you come in. All right, cool. Welcome back to my sphere. You're insignificant. Who are you again? Um, And he took pictures and his story was cohesive to the story. It made a lot of sense how he got from one place to the other. Uh, It's... Yeah, I I I I think that the character of the bad guy was very compelling uh and made this movie feel dangerous. And then the character of Knockout Ned, his fall from grace uh to becoming one of the one of the hoods as they described it in the movie. And then this is the thing that blew my mind. After watching this movie, I thought it was a work of fiction. But this movie is not a work of fiction. This all happened. And seeing the real knockout Ned in the news uh, newspaper, um, they took some liberties in the film, but basically saying everything word for word uh, with the real knockout Ned just blew my mind. And then I got another sense of appreciation for the whole film. And I just went, this really happened. I want to see, you know, about life in the favelas. And it's disturbing how violent it gets. But I get a sense of appreciation for the people who've had to live through that and the people who have been able to escape. One last point, and I think that I will I will just say this. This is my final point about, you know, giving this movie all the praise. The very beginning of the scene of the film where the character was trying to go away with his girlfriend uh, to escape the favela, and he gets shot while he was pushing the car. And we see him running, running for miles, um, trying to get back into the vehicle. And then he falls down flat. And people say, hey, uh, this guy's one of the bad guys. Despite the fact that we know that he's trying to escape the favela. And Benny, his brother, also mirroring that situation where he's trying to get away from it, um, from the violence. And he tells uh, Lil Lil Dice directly, or Lil K, his name changes, um, directly to his face. Like, this is the reason why the violence is too much for me. I want to go on a farm. I want to grow weed and smoke and be happy with my girlfriend. And he dies because of the violence in the town. Is a perfect mirror image and a very good way of showing how difficult it is to escape this violence. And that is all I have to say. Phew, I spoke Ooh. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's that? What's the famous quote of like, you know, once you thought you were out, they pull you back in. It's kind of that, yeah. right? Um, exactly. Yeah, interesting point. I think I have more to say in the general discussion. Okay. So let's move over there. Yeah, general discussion. I, I'm curious to hear your perspective on this. Yeah. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. I mean, this movie is a lot. So I think the... We finished it, and, and my husband has seen it for the first time as well. Uh, I've seen it before. And... But a long time ago. 
and first reaction was be- before the whole like based on the true story thing was like ooh that was a little exaggerated <laughs> right <laughs> because it feels so over the top it feels so yeah crazy right like child soldiers and whatever like it yeah it feels very very exaggerated and then it's like oh oh okay i guess it was real right uh, i mean you never know to which extent but I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of realness you know like they recreated a bunch of shots based on photographs and all that so yeah crazy right really crazy um i think it's it is a great movie i think it's a lot better than some of the movies we've seen and talked about before um because it's very effective on so many ways um again i think the the flaws are on the technical aspect um of it and i think i wonder sometimes since it's a foreign film uh, how much is lost in translation and how much like like you know subtleties are lost in i've like for example i think the all these nicknames and all that um they feel kind of random and i wonder if there's if they make more sense if you understand the context of, of where they're at you know so it's, it's kind of hard to to figure out uh, who's who even if you have all the nicknames but uh that's that's kind of a side point of me unfortunately not being able to speak uh brazilian portuguese because i think that would be a whole different experience right um but but yeah i mean it's it it is a good movie and it is it is a great study of uh the gangster genre i think um one question for you because i i was confused by that a little bit it was always said that the little dice little the main bad dude <laughs> again name changes a lot right um he is not attractive and I'm just standing here and I'm like, he doesn't look that bad, you know? But again, it's like, okay, is that probably based around the beauty standards of the time in the area, right? But but it's like, I think from a from a s- objective standpoint, like it's not a bad looking dude. So is it then the character that doesn't doesn't make him attractive? I, I don't know. I was a little confused by that. But what's your take on that? Um, I do think that there's a sense of um, a self-fulfilling prophecy too. If you've been told this continuously all your life, you may take it and make it part of your personality. Um, And it may not be true, but in your mind, you can't see another reality outside of that. So... I can I can appreciate that uh, if you're a kid and you've been taunted for being ugly, you may take it in uh, and hold it in as a representation of yourself, even if it's not real. Even if it's not a real representation of yourself. So to himself, he may not be ugly. He may for the real world, he may not be ugly, but he cannot divorce that from himself. So. Uh, and it would always use that as a crutch. Yeah, and th- and then I wonder if that the like heavy implied undertones of of him being gay uh, also play into that, right? I I I think that I personally think that he has he was sexually attracted to Benny, 
Um, and I think he was in love with Benny. Yeah. Uh, because one of the things that Benny said was, go get yourself a girl. That means that girlfriend, that means he had never been attracted to any woman. Um, and the, the what he did to knock out Ned kind of gave himself away because he stripped him naked and humiliated him in front of everyone, which is a very weird set of actions. Uh, but it could have been him uh, projecting what he wants to see as opposed to being uh, true to himself. Uh, and I think I can't divorce the film from that perspective. And I feel like that could have been also something that he was battling with. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like I said, I like the things that I critique are, are around the, the technical aspects of things. I'm, I watched this movie and I, I ended it and I was like, oh, I'm tired of the whole, this is how we got here. Framing. Um, like recent example, Uncharted does that too. And I'm like, oh. I'm just tired <laughs> of it because I feel like it's, it's kind of a cheap, cheap way to get around the fact that you need to figure out how to start a movie. It's like, oh, let's drop you at the end of a movie and then we'll tell you how we got there. And then that way we don't have to to create kind of a clever, like a, a captivating, you know, an, an easily captivating thing. But we'll 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 do we'll give you a little sample of what's to come. And um I the more I see this, the more I think it's lazy and it's um cheap. And so so you know, but but again, this movie is now twenty years old, right? So that uh, I I think it's been done within those twenty years. It's been done quite frequently, so that that's where that's coming from. But yeah, um, and like I said, some of the visuals are great, and one of the standouts is that uh, um, scene of the apartment that you mentioned. I think that's. Mm -hmm. um, very clever way of telling us uh, a time right and how it, it, it's kind of an interesting take on how spaces sometimes feel like they're destined to always be like the specific purpose in a way right it's like this flat has always been kind of associated with drugs it seems like um I don't know what that says, <laughs> but yeah. So you know, I don't know. It's a it's a very good movie, and everybody should watch it, um, despite it being a foreign movie. Um, I feel like uh, I'm sure there's people that are kind of put off by that, but um, it's if you like the gangster movie genre, you should go and check this out. You know the the weird thing about it is this movie, the time it takes from now till when this movie came out um in 2002 is just as long as the time or should i say it's it's shorter than the time it took for this movie and return of the jedi right so we're so far removed from this movie it came out such a long time ago um and we think about the the time it takes for that movie to come out it 
movies have changed so much drastically since 2002, right? Um, and for the time uh, that it came out, when you think about the distance between The Return of the Jedi and this film, so much had changed within that period culturally and stuff like that. So the fact that this movie is still so relevant today is a testament to how well made it is. I don't think this film feels old, but I think that I will say that I will agree with you on the technicalities. If there's anything you want to dice, give, uh, ding this movie for, is that sometimes it was a little too stylized. Uh Um, Something could have been a little bit more subtle. Uh, And the actors at the very beginning were not as strong as the actors at the very end. So it took a while to get into the film because I felt like the acting felt very stiff. And it, but once you got into the modern world, should I, I said modern world, into the 70s, things got a little bit better. And that was when every single thing that happened in the past kind of paid off. So uh, I, I, I think that uh, there's a lot of, um, what do you call it? There's a lot of stylized stuff in there. And I think that's usually, the fact that they overdid it is kind of the weakness of the film. But it all paid off in the very end and you can just overlook it at the very end and go, well, this is the big picture. It's difficult to kind of ding it for that. Interesting. So I think the the weakness is not that they overdid it. I think the weakness is that they didn't commit to one style. Mm. Right. It it feels like they, they had a very clear visual style that they were going with. Uh, that holds up great because I think it's kind of universal. I, I wonder if they probably shot it on film, but um, you know, so so like, and there's not a lot of CGI, so so that that greatly helps with making it uh, making it a timeless piece. Um, I think the my critique is that these stylized shots um, are just random in there, so it's not. It's 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 not a clear um, means of of telling us something kind of on a repeat if, if that makes sense right so the like the 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 turning around uh, rocket in the beginning um, is a cool shot right it's like oh that's a cool shot but it never happens again until we go to the end and, and do. Do the scene again. And I feel like that kind of style is supposed to give us kind of the sense of the character that we're seeing is kind of like, oh crap, right? I'm I'm like I don't know what to do here, right? And I feel like there are many instances in this movie where this character has been in similar situations, but that way of visually telling us where he's at is not replicated right so that's what i mean with with like it's done it's cool but it's not used properly as a um narrative device it's just there because it looks cool yeah um and that's also what i mean with it's it's a little fuzzy on on 
diving into that style, right? Like Matrix, for example, is giving us that very kind of surrealistic um, camera work whenever they're in the Matrix, but it's committing to that, and it's 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 telling it's it's serving as a narrative device as well to a degree. And here, it's just kind of a oh yeah, it's cool. It, it's a cool shot, right? But it's not used fully, and I think that's um, one of the the things that they unfortunately missed a little bit. But it's also expensive to do these kind of things, right? So so I'm sure there's that that plays into that as well. I, I will say that I, I should probably clarify what I mean. I think that what I was talking about was the inconsistency in the style. Um, but I, I will say that that's why the inconsistency, I, you could make an argument that the inconsistency kind of gave um, urgency to the scene. Um, but I can understand how if the inconsistency could make it difficult to um, appreciate everything going on. For example, I'll give an example. Like when uh, Lil K was leading all his men towards uh, fighting uh, the other group in the favela and you had the overhead shot to show you the amount of people that were working with him, walking with him towards that scene, and then he stops and goes, wait, why didn't I even kill that guy? Um, It gave you the sense of dread of okay, he's amassing a group of um, an army. Um, the turnaround scene, it kind of gave you the sense like, oh wow, we have the police force on one end and we have the bad guys on the other end. What is he gonna do? He's trapped. Uh, so you can argue that every single stylized shot um, has a purpose, but then there's a lot of styles being introduced in this film. Um, and uh, the inconsistency can become a little bit interesting to watch. It can be a little bit tricky to watch. And if somebody who is sensitive to those kinds of things, I can appreciate the fact that the inconsistency in style could wear on them uh, by the by the end of the film. But I didn't find it a problem. Okay, yeah. I don't have anything more for this. It's a good movie. Check it out. Man, Lil' K greatest bad guy in any movie I've ever seen. I By the time the movie ended, I hated him with all my guts. The scene where he had to tell those kids to shoot each other was just barbaric in every way. And it wasn't something that I saw coming. I didn't see it coming. And when it happened, I was so disturbed by all of it. Uh, the guy lives in my head now. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it was a good, it was a good film. Um, it was a very good film. <sighs> but anybody who has any differing opinions can reach out to us on movie on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter on at Movie Mistrial. Tell us what you think. Um, and if you want to contact us by email, how can they do that? Uh, contact at moviemistrial.com. I really enjoyed watching this uh, this last two movies, uh, especially this one. Yep. And I'm looking forward to the next one. The next one is Life is Beautiful. Life is Beautiful. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, okay. You're, <laughs> Ooh, you're in for a depressing movie. Is it oh. the old, old 1997? Is it the 1997 film or yep. is it the... Uh, the 97. 
Oh, I have seen it. How about the counter fight? Oh, I have seen it. Nazis, right? Yep. All right. Anything that has to do with Nazis always ends up being bad. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that one then. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Until then, have a good one. You too. Bye.